Hi, everybody. It's the Me and My Boyfriend Nicole podcast. My name's Aurora. And I'm the boyfriend, Nicole. <laughs> Yay! Yay! And we're here with our friend, Alex. Yes. Hey, everybody. Uh, Nicole and I are... <laughs> having a great day. Having a great day. A great day off, yes. Yeah. We're yeah. Enjo- thoroughly enjoying a day off. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> with adult beverages, good food, good company, questionable musicals. Um, <laughs> to be continued. We uh, we've been gone through an experience today. Yes, we have. Uh, so, uh, we have been talking to Alex earlier this morning, and he brought up a topic to discuss, and so here we are. So, Alex, what was it that you wanted to talk about? How we get in those places in our life where we find people that we think we want in our lives. But we give more than we receive out of those relationships. Mm-hmm. Would you say toxic relationships? I would say it would probably be a voluntarily toxic relationship because we put ourselves in these positions. We get caught in, you know, that feeling of being wanted and being appreciated. And when we finally realize it, we're not. But you're too scared to let go of a good thing, or what we perceive to be a good thing, regardless of what happens to you in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that has to go with not wanting to go back to the loneliness? I'm not sure if it's the loneliness. I mean, we all crave connection. Mm-hmm. And you can have a connection with somebody, but they may not be the somebody for you. Mm-hmm. I agree it's 100%. The, it's yeah. the differentiation between the the connection versus the relationship. You could have a connection with anybody. You can meet a guy on the street that's got the same, you know, favorite baseball team as you. You form a quick connection. You say hi. You shoot the crap about your teams. I wouldn't go home with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes you go home with them. (laughs) And that's how you end up in that relationship. (laughs) No, no, no. Um, <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> How do you discern the connection versus the relationship? I feel like two things. One, I feel like if it doesn't feel good, you shouldn't do it. Okay. Right? The moment it doesn't feel good, it's like, well, let me step back and evaluate. Is this a situational thing or is it an overall thing? Mm-hmm. Two, um, you take time. You don't have to just meet somebody and be like, yeah, this is it. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. You know, get to know someone first. And how they make feel you it feel. Out. Yes. And the whole you judge a relationship off of, or shouldn't judge people, but um, it's not how you feel about that person, but how you feel about yourself when you're with that person. Right. You know? And if being with them makes you feel like the luckiest person in the world or like the greatest person in the world or just love yourself so much even more... That's a healthy, positive relationship. If you're with them and you never feel like you're enough or you feel like crap or unworthy and stuff, it doesn't mean necessarily that person's bad. It just means that's not the right one for you. Mm. Could be timing, could be situation, could just not be, you know? And the same thing can be said about anything in life, you know? Work, fun, play, and whatever. And it's also understanding what's best. I mean... They can make you feel happy. You could feel like the greatest thing sliced slice bread around them, but are you making yourself feel that way, or are they making you feel that way? Can you feel that way on your own? <coughs> well, I think a lot of times you can, but it's being unhappy in your life already and then someone adding to it. Mm-hmm. Not where you're not at a happy place, and then someone comes in and feels that void, and then it's like, one, I think it's too much pressure on someone, you know, for them to be your everything. Um, and not that you can really always plan or judge when you're going to meet someone, but I think, you know, you kind of need to do some work on yourself before you get into that in a perfect situation, you know. But also, it's like you have responsibility in anything that you do. And things don't just happen to us, mm-hmm. you know. We are all active participants in our life. Even if we're just sitting there letting stuff happen to us, that's a choice. That's a choice. Mm -hmm. You know? And so, 
yes, when you're a child and you have no control over your environment, what you're allowed to do, say, whatever, that's different. But as an adult, you know, especially once you start getting in your 20s, even if we don't realize that we're making conscious decisions every moment of every day. Mm-hmm. And when you know better, you do better. Because right. a lot of us, you don't have the experience to know better. Well, it's a pattern of behavior. I mean, for however many, your first few relationships, you're literally modeling the relationships you saw growing up. You have to make an active choice to make a change. I mean... Right, and you kind of have to go through that to mm-hmm. see... A few times. Yeah. Yeah. Who you are, what you are, separate from your parents, family, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and a lot of times, those are the things where you learn the most. Like, you have to have those. You didn't just get up and walk one day, you know? Mm-hmm. You had to crawl first, you know, and fall down a few times. It's the same thing in jobs and relationships mm-hmm. and friendships and buying a home. Like, anything. Anything major in life. You kind of have to go through it a few times. You know? I mean, we've all been guilty of staying in a situation too long. Boy. Oh, the money's good. Oh, you know, I really like them. Oh, we have such a great connection. Oh, we have great sex. But it's like... Oh, yeah. Or we've been friends for 10 years. Yeah. Or, you know, <clears throat> I love them. I love or, them. Yeah. It's kind of so like many. It's kind of like the analogy I brought up earlier. I mean, it can make you feel great. It could be awesome. It could be exhilarating but is it what's best for you in the situation listen if i'm talking about meth now no we're not talking about meth okay Uh, Uh, where did that come from what no i thought it was related (coughs) to drugs my bad (coughs) okay okay so that's where Aurora's mind's at oh my god um no but like if i'm married i've got four kids you know i only got one car yeah you may always want a lambo a lambo is great if you want to drive it it could be fun it could be exhilarating but is it what's best for your life at the moment? Can you afford the Lambo? Is the Lambo going to create more problems than it's going to solve? It may be fun. But it may not be right for where you are at in your life. Mm-hmm. Can't fit car seats and a wife and a you Lambo. You can't fit four kids. In, well, you can. I mean, there's a lot. You know, you, you have a frunk and then, you know. A frunk? It's a front trunk. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know. But I, I'm pretty sure that's a felony if you put one of your toddlers into the, the trunk. But, you know. I would, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would think so. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but I think it's even simpler than that. And does it feel good? You know? And But it can I feel think, good and still not be right, though. Yeah, but is it going to feel good if you take a whole bunch of money that you don't have and spend it on something that is going to put you in a financial situation an emotional situation, an unsafe situation. Kind of like a relationship. If you put all this time and energy into a relationship, mm-hmm. are, you gonna, are you going to are you going to be spending more that you are your cup floweth over already? Is it going to continue to pour over without any relief? Yes, but I think it's more of if it's the right person, then it's easy. But if it's the right person, there's relief. Relief from what? The overspending your emotional self, the, the taxation on your emotional and physical well-being. Yes, but if it's the right person, it wouldn't start out that way anyway. It wouldn't feel that way it at all. It wouldn't feel that way at all. It's right. totally different. It's it's a freeing thing. It's but a thing where you feel can... completely yourself and you don't have to hide anything where it's just total acceptance. Well, in most... And I don't know, but I think those are the kind of relationships, even when they do become toxic, we stay in for a while because we reminisce of when... What know, it used to be. Everything well, was great No, but sunshine, I'm saying that, that kind of relationship isn't toxic, though. There, there's nothing toxic about it. She's saying it won't be toxic and it won't become toxic. No. He's talking about something that started off great. It felt right. good at the time. But everything. in those relationships, because I've had those relationships, mm-hmm. there was red flags from the beginning. We just but we're just blinded to them. Yeah, I'm talking about no red flags. I'm mm-hmm. talking about someone who is made for you. I'm talking about the real real. Mm-hmm. And that does exist. But us who came from trauma, it's really hard to believe in it. And we get stuck. This right. is what happens. I think all human beings get to this point. We get stuck where this is the best I've ever had, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we fail to realize it's not necessarily the best for us. Yes. Or that, like, I don't think I could do better if I put myself on the market. Right, like, like we're- trying to get back out there again. It's like, it took me so long to find this one. <laughs> but this isn't good enough, and you know it in your heart and soul, but you're afraid to let go because it's he's not beating me, you know? Yeah. I'm like, he's not cheating on me yet that I know of. Hasn't, you know? hasn't spent any of my money <laughs> yeah, yet. I was going to say, didn't empty my bank account, you know? <laughs> like... Wow, they paid for dinner. Yeah. (laughs) Don't push it. Have all their teeth. (laughs) Right? Exactly. I'm like, so, you know, doesn't force me to do things that I'm uncomfortable with, you know, like all kinds of things. 
then I think that we get in a situation where we're making allowances for something we know we're not supposed to be in from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, we see the flags, but we're like, oh, we thought it was a circus. <laughs> you know, like, we're not I paying seen, attention. I, I haven't seen elephants in a while. Let's right? go see them. Or maybe, I mean, you got to think about it, though. You're ever-changing. You're ever-evolving. Maybe it wasn't a red flag to you before, but you learned something from that person. You're like, oh, that's a red flag now. True. But also, I think that in our heart, in our soul, we feel it. Mm-hmm. But we ignore it. Mm-hmm. You know, and we make excuses. Oh, it's just me. Mm. You know, I'm looking too much into this or, oh, you know, I need to work on me, you know, like, um, but we could recognize it in others too. That's the thing. It's kind of like watching a Sigfrey or Roy concert. You know what I mean? You're like, I wouldn't be messing with some tigers up on some stage. You're going to get mauled. And they're like, no, they're lovey. Like for 20 years, we've done this. Then, then Roy gets mauled by a tiger. Two weeks later, he's back up on the stage. Like, um... The red flag was there, then you got mauled by the tiger, right. now you're back on stage with the tiger. What are we supposed to do here? Well, I wonder, too, though, is it <laughs> an adrenaline rush? <laughs> is it an adrenaline rush? Because people have motorcycle accidents over and over again, and they keep getting back on their bike yeah. because they love it. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And in, in our society, we're like, we don't want to tell anyone what they can and can't do, you know, to a point. And it's like, well, that's your choice because we get in a car every day, <laughs> yeah. and people have accidents in those every day. And you're like, yeah, but it's not exactly the same, you know? And it's like... It's like, you know, people get in accidents every day, but, you know, you don't see me, like, I get in a car, but I'm not driving a 120 and a 40 with no seatbelt on. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I just... I don't know. There's the necessary risk and unnecessary risk. Right. And it's it's hard when you start in any... Like, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a relationship, any of those things, you can... What happened? Oh, nothing. Okay. Well, I think, though, going back to the topic originally was, is when you give too much and you're not getting enough back, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, love is giving everything to someone, right? Whether it's your child, a lover. A friend. A friend, yes. You know, a sibling, a parent, a child, whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And that unconditional love where you don't expect anything in return. However... There is um, certain expectations that you'll be good to me, you know, that um, you'll be faithful to me. And that's not just romantic, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain expectations that you have on the way that you'll be treated. Mm-hmm. And when those aren't there, you know, when someone lies to you, manipulates you, uses you, there's no excuse for that. There may be reasons for bad behavior. Someone grew up in trauma. Right. The same things happen to them. It's a learned behavior. Whatever you want to say. You know, they're an addict. Whatever. But that's no excuse for bad behavior. Right. You know, the reason may be... It there, doesn't but that's take not away excuse. from the harm. No. And it's like, I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, I've been through all that. I've done all that. I've healed from that. Am I perfect? No. I'm sure I still got... I feel like as long as you got breath in your body, you still got plenty of learning to do. I don't care how young or old you are. However, I know that I don't want to be in that anymore. Right. I'd rather be alone than be treated that way because yeah. it's, it is lonelier being with someone and being in a relationship, a friendship, a lover, whatever. Where you feel like you're <clears throat> playing second fiddle the whole time. Well, and where you just don't feel safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels worse. That's more lonely being with someone than it is to be completely by yourself. Mm-hmm. That's the way my experience, you and, know? And we all get there where we're hanging on the beck and call of the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, you know. Yeah. And yet again, that's something I need to work in, in, on in myself, I've seen, mm-hmm. is that if that is the point where it's like, you didn't call me, you didn't text me, or why did you disappear? Why am I giving so much energy and power to someone else? And not putting myself first, mm-hmm. you know? And I've been in those situations. And it's like, no, I'm not going to allow anyone else to treat me like that. Like, I can love you and appreciate you. And either you're there for me or you're not, you right. know? And I'm just like, I'm not going to be used anymore, you know? And it's not even a question. It's not even a thought. I'm like, as soon as someone starts acting like that, I'm like, take a moment. Is this the way they are all the time? Is this like a huge, like dangerous right And then the biggest or portion is it just of like a, a moment, you right. know? And then the hardest part is having the conversation once you recognize it. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, the more and more you learn, the faster you see it. And then you're like, oh, but now I want to actually do something about it. Because before, you would have just walked away. No, I feel like 
See, I feel like that depends on the situation and the person. Because I've always been someone who wanted to give someone the benefit of the doubt and talk about things before and work through things. And now I'm like, if it's something that is toxic to me, my life, my emotional well-being, my family, or anything like that, we don't even need to have a conversation. Because we had a conversation right back when we first met. And I told you what I will and will not put up with. When I told you how I will and will not be treated. When I expected respect, you know... And this isn't even about doing anything for me. It's that you're not going to treat me like shit Mm -hmm. and then expect me to keep coming back and asking for more. So once you cross certain boundaries, we don't need to have a discussion anymore. Mm -hmm. We had a discussion way back when. You've crossed that boundary. The door is closed, blocked, locked, sealed. I know you know more. Maybe that's the Leo in me. (laughs) Because I will take and take and take, and then I'm just like, I'm done. Well, and I think that's something that needs to be discussed, too, is because we've gotten into the age of ghosting where we don't even communicate our needs anymore. And sometimes it's more cathartic even just to say, when you're ending a relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a relationship, whether it's anything, like, I've cut off family before. But it's always that catharsis of, like, not leaving anything unsaid, like, hey, I can't do this anymore, and this is why. So don't call me. Don't text me. I think that's a situational thing. I think it depends on the situation. I think there's sometimes where... I'm not going to cut open old wounds. I've already moved past that. I don't need to talk about it anymore. Like, well, and I think there's two different things. There's one where it's a casual encounter where mm-hmm. I haven't invested that much. You haven't invested mm-hmm. that much. We just started talking and you're already crazy. Right. And I don't mean fun crazy. I mean like possessive crazy crazy, right? And it's like, no. No, <laughs> thank you. Goodbye. Like, we don't. I don't owe you any energy. Right. You don't owe me any. Good luck. And then there's another one where it's something where it has crossed a boundary for your mental health, your safety, whatever, and it is totally a no. You know, like, we don't need to have a discussion if you tried to force sex on me. We don't need to have a discussion if you're asking me for nude pictures. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need to have a discussion if you called me, you know, a fucking bitch-ass whore or whatever. Like, we don't need to have a discussion. Discussion was had when you had that moment and you treated me like that. We done. (laughs) We don't need to have a discussion about how that's inappropriate or anything else. You're going to know it's inappropriate when you try and call my ass to apologize, go off, or whatever you're doing today, and you can't get through. That's the way I feel. Yeah. But you? Well, I mean, you're talking about just going out on an ugly spree. Like, what about <laughs> when it's like... What about when it's like you're, you're just not feeling appreciated? What about it's like... Let's that say you've gotten really to a point, you've, you've spent intimate time together, but like, you're the person always calling, texting, like, hey, how's your day going? And if you're not the one that initiates that, it could be like two, three days. There's your sign right there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm not keeping score. Right. I'm not, I'm not doing, well, you text me this morning, mm-hmm. so I'll text you tomorrow, or I've already texted you five times, so I'm not going to text you. There's a, there's a warning sign right there, whether it's a warning sign in right. a relationship or yeah. whether it's something in yourself. And I'm like, I'm not keeping score. And uh, needing to feel appreciated. When I was younger, you know, that was a thing for me mm-hmm. um, in certain ways. But it's not at all now. I'm like, but, either But, but appreciation is a key portion of any kind of relationship. A friendship, a relationship, anything. Like, there needs to be a mutual appreciation of the other person. Mm-hmm. So I guess we're thinking about how do you want, how do you feel the appreciation? Like, is it verbal for some people? Maybe you feeling appreciated is that they ask about you. Maybe they, I wonder if this goes into your love language. Yeah, I feel like that's what you're saying holds true, but I think maybe you're putting it into words and maybe Nicole feels it in other ways. Physical affection. This is that male-female thing. Yeah. It's probably saying the exact same thing, but yeah. we see it totally different. Yeah. <laughs> it's that red flag kind of thing, though, like... There's always that there, there, there's that joke that's going around where it's like you know you want to start a haunted house it's just a room full of women saying I'm fine and then one man going like y'all being crazy you just need to calm down then it turns from a haunted house to a murder mystery real quick. That was really sexist. That was really your trauma. I'm sorry that wasn't. <laughs> no no no. <laughs> the look on his face right now. No. Y'all never did that shit. What, the I'm fine? Mm-hmm. Well, you make the joke about me all the time when I'm like, I'm fine! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's different, though. I don't... <laughs> it's the same. 
But it's, yeah, but it doesn't upset me. I don't. I'm not scared. I'm not like, oh my god, you're gonna. Oh, go it's crazy. a scary thing to hear as a man. Why? Because, because we've all been in that one relationship where you know, oh, I'm going out to play golf with the friends. Um, that's fine. It wasn't fine. It was not fine. It See? was not fine at all. It's a trap. Don't go play golf with your friends, because if you do, you may come back to your stuff being burnt okay. to the lawn. So here's one. There's two differences there. One difference is is that I've never been like that. I just ha- I just haven't. I'm just like... It's actually fine. No. I, I would just tell you one way or the other. I'm mm-hmm. like, I am all about someone having their own life. You can ask the exes. They'll all tell you that. That's how they did so much crazy shit. Because <laughs> I was like, never checking up on anything. You said you was there. All right. Have a good time. I'm going to go hang with my friends. I'm going to go do stuff with the kids. I'm going to work, whatever. Like, I, that's not a thing for me. So that's something where I've seen that in other relationships. But here's the other part of that. To me right there, that's a red flag. Yeah. It's a red flag that you already have are anticipating anxiety, upset, you know, problems with just say I'm going to go play golf mm-hmm. for you and for your partner, right? And then it's a problem because she's already got resentment that has nothing to do with golf. Mm-hmm. Right. Resent already built up from this. So yeah. for me, I'm like, when it gets to that point, it's not fine for nobody. Like, so that's different for me. I'm like, I wouldn't be in that situation. It's that passive aggressiveness. See, and you're assuming that's a woman. I mean, it can be. I'm speaking from the man's perspective here. I've, I've never had a vagina. I've never been a woman. So I don't know. But, like, from our perspective, like, we've all been in those relationships. Like, I. I see it are. both ways. So I know, I know, I know the kind of woman you're talking about. Oh, no, I about. do. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm with you, Nicole. It's like, oh, well, if I have to say. I'm fine. Well, clearly I don't feel comfortable enough to express that I'm not fine. Or we um, don't, but that's also going back to the main portion of this is that communication, that understanding. Mm-hmm. Right. You should be able, you're at. You should be able to talk about anything in an emotional relationship. And I mean with like a friendship, a family member, you know, a uh, romantic relationship. You should be able to talk about anything. Anything. Because I'd much more appreciate instead of the I'm fine than like, what's wrong? Nothing. It's fine. What's wrong? You know, it's fine. Go play golf. Uh, I'd rather you tell me, well, I did the dishes, I did the laundry, I need help with cleaning the floor. Do you mind, you know, the lawn hasn't been mowed in a week and a half. If you could at least just call somebody to mow it, Mm that would be great. Do you know that it has nothing to do with that either? It has nothing to do with chores, the honeydew list, nothing. That's not what it is either. So I really do believe it's this miscommunication. Oh, that's the whole point of it. Yeah. But... I'd much rather they're like, hey, just tell me what you want done. Can, you know. Right. Like they're going out to eat. I'd rather not have a six minute back and forth about what you want to have to eat. Like it's like a guessing game. Like I'm on Jeopardy. Like the right. answer okay. is Applebee's. Wait a minute. <laughs> so to be fair, sometimes I really just do we not be knowing. <laughs> right. Right. This, I'm going to, I'm going to side with you on this, Alex. And this is really going to be a big thing. This, I finally made, I finally connected the dots. It was the restaurant food thing that got me. I have finally connected the dots and I'm like, ooh, sucking up a big thing here. I'm going to agree with you, Alex, on something. Okay. Hold so, my hand while you say it. Are you going to be a very emotional support? Oh my God. No. Okay. Remember when we had this conversation about expectations? Whoa. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, so here's the conversation. Okay. So, um... <laughs> So there's a certain special someone in my life, we'll say, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, I went into, you know, uh, this with just a appreciation of spending time with someone, mm-hmm. right? Just getting to know someone, just enjoying it. It's just, it just feels good, right? And it's a mutual thing. And so I had no expectations, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, my only expectations are that you're going to treat me good as far as not being disrespectful to me or rude or anything like that. Um, and so uh, so that's my only expectation. But as far as what we're going to do, where we're going to go, if we're going to eat or not, if we're going to hang out and drink a cup of coffee, if we're just going to chill or whether we're going to go for a walk. Like, I don't have any expectations. I'm just happy to spend time with you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like me and Aurora. Like, I don't have any expectations. Sometimes we make plans. Sometimes we do it. Sometimes we don't, you know? Mm-hmm. I just enjoy spending time, time exactly. together, right? Like all of us. And I was just that way, right? Just someone I truly enjoyed just spending time with. And I had no expectations. So next thing I know, you know, 
he's like, he knows my dietary restrictions as far as food allergies and everything else. And I work all day long, come over to see him. I think we're just going to have a cup of coffee. And he knows I haven't eaten. And so he's already ordered food. We run and pick up the food. We come back. We have dinner and, like, just hang out and talk for a little while. And then we both had to work the next day. So then I went home. And I woke up the next day, and I'm having coffee with Aurora in the morning like we do. And I'm talking. And I was like, it was just so wonderful. Like, I didn't expect that. You know, I was just happy just to be able to see him for a little while and just be like, hey, how are you, you know? And then... He, like, did all this for me, and it was just so wonderful, and I've never had that before, right? But then it hit me, and I was like, oh, because I never allowed anybody to do that for me before. <laughs> I hadn't, right? Right? Because it, before, and I always attribute it to growing up in trauma or whatever our experiences, right, or our perceptions, is I had always planned everything out, and it truly, oh, this is even deeper than I told you, boo, it truly was because of my childhood and how mealtime was where we were not allowed to talk. It was a very much just an unhappy place at mealtime growing up. Yeah, you're laughing. You feel me, right? Yeah. And so... Always, Y'all ate together? Yeah. It wasn't joyous. It is now, but that's because I changed that with my children. But it was a thing where it was so trauma-related that I had to control it, and I didn't even realize I was doing it in every relationship I have. If me and Aurora and our friends Nicole and Darlie went out, like, I would bring tons of snacks, food, everything, make sure everyone's fed, and it wasn't because I needed to be liked. That was mm-hmm. never a thing for me. One, it was because I needed to be needed. Mm. Yeah, didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. And then two, it was because um, I needed to make it happy for everyone. I needed to make sure that everybody was fed, but it was a way to subconsciously make sure that I was okay, and I didn't even realize it. And I did that in all my relationships. So I'm missing out how this correlates to not knowing what the heck you want to so, eat. So it's about the food. And it's, yes, and it's about the not telling him what I wanted or needed mm-hmm. because I didn't know and never allowing him to do anything for me. So I was in a relationship, as everyone knows, for like 16 years, right? Mm-hmm. And it, I finally understand how it takes to. I did it for a long time. So I was like, I did everything right, right? <laughs> I, you ask him. He'll tell you I did everything right. Well, maybe, just maybe. Perhaps I wasn't as perfect as I might have thought I was. And he constantly asked me or told me, like, just make a list for me of things you want me to do. Like, I'll do it. I'm like, why can't you see it? You know, or he'd be like, you know, what do you need? Just tell me whatever. And I'm like, oh, just be here. Like, I don't know. You know, like it was, he wanted concrete things. And I think men need that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I didn't understand that. And so I never left space really in a lot of ways for him to do those kind of things. And by the time I did... It wasn't that it was too late. It was that he'd already been for over a decade. You know, we've done things this way. And now I'm like, okay, now I need something different. It's really hard, I think, to do that in the middle of something. Yeah. Well, and for for men, like, from the man's perspective, like, it's hard when you try and you try and you try. And I think it's that fine line of um, there's always going to be something that drives you crazy about that person in a good way and in a bad way. It's it's the fine line of where you're willing to separate it. Mm -hmm. Like, eh, listen. (laughs) I put up with it for a little while, but it's becoming an issue. Mm-hmm. And, like, do you just cut it off? Do you say something? And it's, like, one of those things, too, is, like, we all can relate to this, I'm assuming, but we get into those relationships where it's always, like, I did this, I did this, I did this, I'm always doing this. Versus thinking of the other person's perspective. Yes, I Like, I is the person trying? They're telling you they want to try. Like, I know I've been in that relationship. Okay. Um, where like, I did this, I did this. Okay. Hey, let me cook dinner tonight. What do you want for dinner? I don't know. Surprise me. And you surprise them with it. Like, I had that for lunch. See, and I think that depends <laughs> on the person because I've never been like that. I'm like... But have you been with somebody who was like that? I oh, feel like yeah. we all have and been with that person. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, it's, and we've all it sucks all the so joy out of it. Joy out of it, yeah. And you've and, and, and you, it starts defeating you to a point where you're just like, I'm not even going to put in the effort right. to try anymore. Like, and that's when where you it's like you not go on a, together anymore. You yeah. really should get out. And you go on that you're hurting limb. each other. Yeah, but, but we we get used to it though because we've all been in those relationships before, and it's like, well, this isn't nothing new, <laughs> right? I I made it three years and a half of a property left later. And I was okay. And at least this person doesn't do what that person does. And, so yeah, and we always compare back, like, well, at least at least I get to keep my house at the end of this. <laughs> mm. And there's always those little things. And it's like, you know, like, you try to do these things. And some people, 
we've all been in that relationship where we don't even think about the other side. They're trying, but you need to tell them what you want. They're willing to do it. Mm -hmm. They'll go through a hell and high water to do something that you want. Mm -hmm. But they're not willing to play that guessing game for 60 minutes to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think sometimes people don't know what they want or whatever because they've never been allowed to really say what they want. Or they did one time and got rejected. Well, not even just one time. Well, got yeah rejected over a series of and they're like oh i'm just not even gonna ask anymore and they stop they stop daydreaming about it they stop yeah. you know searching their soul they stop enjoying those mm-hmm. surprises and mm-hmm. stuff it's and then it whole, can ruin you so for i won't futures. get let down you yeah know? It, well it does ruin you for the future oh it absolutely does that's where your past is dictating your future mm-hmm. and several years ago <laughs> i decided i'm not allowing that to happen to me anymore i'm not letting people that fucked me over in the past or whose trauma was affecting them affect me anymore. I'm like, this is my life. I got one shot. Like, I'm living it for me. However it turns out, no regrets. Like, we doing it. And anything that happens that doesn't go exactly how I thought it was, what can I learn from it? And let's move on. We say that, though, but then we get caught in this trap. There's always, like, that one thing that you'll find in a new partner that your ex did. And you're like, I'm not going to let it bother me. I'm not going to let it bother me. And, no, then, I think and no. then you wake up one morning and the toilet seat is not down. No, or, no, yeah. no, I think you, but you always get, there is always improvement though. Like you're always learning. You always get a little bit better. You always recognize it faster. You always get out of it faster. So I'm so, the oldest one in the group, right? Mm-hmm. And what I'm going to say is, is that you two haven't had enough experience yet. Mm-hmm. You know? And not that you can't love, you can 100% love, you can be a teenager and truly love, that's not what I'm saying, but you're still working through and still dating the same types of people, you might be in all kinds of different people, men, Mm -hmm. women, whatever, but it's still that same thing, like you haven't finished that cycle yet, so you're going to keep doing it until you finish that cycle and are able to move on to something else, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, I've been, I've been on that hamster wheel a million times, (laughs) I have, and I finally burnt that bitch down, and it was like, no more! No more. <laughs> we are free, and we are going out to see what happens. What's in the real world? There are how many billions of people in the world? Surely, I can find one. You know, that's, that gets me. And until someone totally accepts me, who I am, exactly as I am, we ain't doing it. Hi, nice to meet you. Oh, not the one? Please move the fuck out of the way so I can find the one. And that's the journey I've been on. Definitely for the last year. You know, but can you ever get caught in that trap though, where you cut it too short, too soon? Hmm. Well, you don't feel like you learned the lesson hard enough. No, <laughs> that you learned it too hard. Do you mean you let that? that do you lesson... mean that red flags come up and you're turning it? Up, you're saying no too quick. Yes. No. I'm not talking red flags. I'm talking like. No, because what I have decided to do. So wait, 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 wait. What I have decided to do is to follow my gut. Well. That's what I'm saying is, like, we put our blinders on to the qualities of others that truly make them the one based on superficial qualities that come up early on. Oh, no, I don't believe that. That's a, that's, that's a personal thing. I don't believe that at all. I do not believe that at all. Because, um, well, I, I've experienced that and not experienced it, and <clears throat> I don't believe that at all. What I believe is, is that you follow your gut, your intuition, everything that tells you yes or no, and that tells you this is safe or not safe, this is good or not good. You know how you meet someone and you just don't know why, but you feel really comfortable with them? Mm -hmm. And you meet somebody else and they haven't done anything, but you're just like, this is a no. Like, you feel the need to get away from someone? I say that you need to follow that because anytime I haven't, and I've given someone a chance because... I'm internalizing my no, you know, or feeling unsafe and going, oh, well, it's just because they remind me of someone or, oh, I'm not giving them a chance or whatever, right? And I do it, it always ends up being bad. Like bad friendship, job, (laughs) anything. So now I'm to the point, we don't need to explain stuff to myself. I can say it's God. I can say it's the universe. I can say it's a gut feeling, intuition, whatever. But if it's it's a no right off the bat. We're not exploring it. We're just saying no thank you and moving on to the next So what one. about the... Okay, so this is more of a modern problem that I didn't have to deal with when I was growing up and dating. And it's same probably with you. And this is Aurora's favorite topic. I... F- <laughs> I gonna, okay, go off, Queen. I feel like 
one new problem that's created with the way we date nowadays mm-hmm. is the talking to multiple people Oh, my at God. Once. No, that's a normal thing that's oh always God. been happening. If you met someone out, you and know, so at a bar, is... at a restaurant, at the park, at a grocery store, whatever, just because you meet one person, I say hi and give you my number does not mean we are married now. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. Hold on, that. hold on, hold on. We're going we're gonna to address this. Alex. No. Let me get to the point real quick. Okay, get to your point. Get to your point. The point is that we draw ourselves in different directions at once. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we create that internal battle and that, well, this person right here has got great qualities. Mm-hmm. Very little, no, little to no red flags. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the other one. Can we draw ourselves two separate at once and then end up with none of the two. And assign too much attention to one person, therefore... Right, but here's the question. At what point are you talking about? Because I only date one person at a time. I do too. I only date one person at a time. However, when you're first talking to someone and you haven't really went out on a date yet, you haven't really met them or whatever, then it's like you don't really know that person, you know? And as a woman... You know, maybe it's the same for men, but as a woman, you need to feel safe. I need to physically meet you and know what's going on and be able to get a feel of you, how you are, everything. And a lot of times, people are different in person, you know, and they might seem great on the phone or they mm-hmm. might seem great online or what you met them at this social event and it seemed great then, but it was the event itself. And when you meet them one-on-one, even in a public place, it's a totally different feeling or a totally different vibe where they were so sweet and kind and considerate before, now they're very, you know, like trying to touch and feel on you or like being very aggressive or whatever. So you're throwing in some serious red flags. I'm, I'm, I'm talking. just talking, okay, I think what Alex is talking about is you, a woman is talking to five guys at a time and she has all these guys, she's like, oh, this guy's good because he makes me feel safe and now you're diverting attention and you feel like you're, creating this unnecessary tension and struggle. But how far into the meeting are you talking about? Well, so that was going to be my point to you. Okay, so you're on a dating app. You're obviously casting a wide net. You pull in 10 people. Well, I know this is true for you. I talked to all 10 of those people. Ooh, half of them hard nose, immediate nose. So we already eliminated five. We've already eliminated five. Then something else happened. Oh, I got three now. Oh, I got two. Oh, I got one. Oh, shit, I got none. That can happen in an hour. Yeah. So, but what about the ones we're talking about? You go on dates, but there's but then you're talking about first date rate, like success ratio. Like, I may go on a hundred like first dates, but how many of those people didn't even get a second date? Well, that's the hard part. Is like in this day day and age of dating, and with that kind of like thing, like I, I had struggled back and forth between the like going on dates with multiple people and just giving all of my effort and energy into one. Because, you know, I've actually ran into that situation, well, let's say with you two, like, I would go on a date with you, and it'd be great, great chemistry and everything like that, but I'm still talking online to Aurora, and Aurora asked me on a date, and I'm like, okay, it's no harm in that. First date, great, both want a second date. And then, you're still not sure what you want to do, so you go on that second date with both. Then, next thing you know, you're in a third and a fourth. No, by then, by then I've already made my mind up. Yeah. I've already made my mind up usually after the first date. If you get a second date with me, well, there's serious consideration. <laughs> by the third date, I'm not talking to anybody else. Probably not after the second date, I'm not talking to anybody else. But after the third one, I'm not talking to anybody else. Like, so, and that we've part. already had a conversation about, not necessarily, is it just you and me? Are we together? Are we a no, couple, no, no, boyfriend, no, no. girlfriend? No. But that's a conscious decision on your part. How many you decide people to develop are you dating or, you know, that kind of thing? I've come to find that that's a little more unique nowadays, though. Well, absolutely. Okay. But it's been unique right. since the dawn of time. That's not these days. That's not. It's, it's been more it's noticeable. Faci- it's facilitated it easier nowadays. Yes, because of online and stuff. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. But back in the day, someone would be going to the bar and they're picking up a different person every, every single night. Exactly. But that's every single night. I'm talking about the... And way. they're still dating them too, though. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's always happened like that. It just wasn't as Shit, people get married and still dating. What are you talking about? Listen to my mom First, second, and third. She was like, oh, have a boyfriend in Clarksville, have a boyfriend in Nashville. Have them so far apart, then you can have date multiple people. People have been doing that since the dawn of time. But does at what point does that come into the cost of our own self-happiness? 
Well, I think that's true of anything. That's different for different. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, that's and, personal, too. And that goes down, too, to what is that person looking for? Are they looking for a relationship? Are they looking for the love of their life? Are they looking for someone to marry? Are they looking for someone to have children with? Are they just having fun? Mm-hmm. Did they just get out of a long-term thing, and they're just looking to have fun and start dating again and putting their toe in anything, and they're not looking for a relationship? Like, there's all different types oh. of components to that. And we know that can change very, very quickly, though. Well, it can well, when you well, meet the right person. Yeah. You know, you know, you're like, well, but I don't want to. You know, it can change into, like, somebody comes out and, like, especially with online dating, you can put anything on there. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, I'm looking for LTR. Or I'm looking for, a, you know, a relationship, long-term relationship. I'm looking for, you know, fun. It's, it's, it's the expectations that we set onto others that we allow others to set onto us based on what we project onto them. And that's kind of what I'm talking about is that unless we're honest with the other person, how can we expect them to be honest with us? Well, I think at first, if you're not honest with yourself, how can you be honest with someone else? Right. You know, because we've seen it. We've seen it how many times? Someone says on their dating app they're looking for a relationship and they're just looking for fun. Mm-hmm. And how many people put that they're not looking for anything serious. But they really want to date they one want, person at a time. Yeah, they how just want to date one person. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, is it people don't know what they want? Or are they afraid to allow themselves to say what they want? Or, yeah. You know? Or is it something else? What you know? they think the other person wants to hear. And I think so much of it, too, is timing. Mm-hmm. Meeting the right person at the right time, but also for yourself. That you're at the right time and place. If we're talking about a real relationship where you're ready, where you've done the work, where you, you know, you're ready to really do that. And see, that's, and that's kind of like what I'm getting is the emotional honesty with yourself and with others. Mm-hmm. You know, you may think you're having fun, but then, you, you know. But then you fall for someone. Is it possible to fall for two people at the same time? I've often wondered about that. I've I think about there. that. I've been there before. I think it is. There's always someone I like more. Even I've never been in that. What has been my experience where someone's in a relationship and they don't want to let that person go, but they're really not in love with them anymore, but they're so used to it, or it's their safety blanket, or they're just afraid of the unknown, and so they meet someone else and get another relationship before they can let go of that relationship. That's not being in love with two people. That's doing two people. Right. You know what I mean? That's different. That shit's been done to me a lot. And I've never understood it because I'm like, if you're not happy, tell me. I will help you pack. It is not a problem because I don't want to be with anybody who doesn't want to be with me. Because, like, like I said, there's billions of people out there. I can find somebody else. Shit, sometimes I'd like to just be by my damn self. Mm-hmm. You know, in those situations. All right? I'm not now. What? And so, all right, that's oh. good. So, for me, I've just never understood that, right? I'm like, if I'm in a relationship with you, then I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have to be. Just like you don't have to be with me. So why lie to each other, you know? But it's easy to get stuck in the monotony of it. And it's, I mean, you kind of get comfortable. Like, that's your safe space. Well, I will say, what happens a lot of time, which has been my experience, is life happens. Mm-hmm. And what brought you together, you know, has changed. And yeah. I, you've I, had children. You got careers now. You know, well, you got sick parents. You got, you know, bills. You know, somebody's trying to go to school at the same time. Like, and you're trying to keep duct tape on everything, right? And still raise children to be these wonderful human beings, and still have this great career. Mm-hmm. You know, and still dress up and be sexy, and still trying to make a you know, a dinner that's got healthy but still tasty th- treats in it. You know, like, it's so many different things. We have so many roles. And you get so, role confusion. So, so kind of... And romance gets lost. Something gets lost along the way. You know, and you lose focus. So, a, kind of a good point to go with that. And I think that's one of the things I was talking about with, like, dating two people at once. Something I've noticed that's going on today is a big thing is people don't leave a relationship until they already have another one lined up. That that comfortability factor well, well, that's is that's been happening forever. Right? <laughs> that happened to me back in the 90s. What you talking about, bitch? Thing, like... But, like, that's... It's becoming easier. It it's, was always easy, though. No. It was all, yes, it was, because people was fucking their secretaries. P- people don't people, give a fuck. Yeah, yeah but I'm you're like, not forming a relationship with your secretary. You're yes, really? the fuck you My are. My father left five kids and a wife and a home 
to go be with the secretary. How many times do they tell? And this is how they get the secretary in bed. Oh, I'm gonna leave my wife for you. Oh, you, say that. you see what a good husband and father I am. Imagine what I'll be to you and our children. Really? Because he's leaving all that to be with you, right? Which not is not always a bad thing. Sometimes yeah. that was a gift. Okay, oh, I'm just, I'm just saying because you don't know what that home life is like. Oh, but you do now. <laughs> It wasn't all rosy, was it? And we can ruin anyway, a good thing. Anyway, I digress. Back we, to this. <laughs> and we can ruin a good thing for the the, the, the the proposition of another relationship. Yeah, but I feel like in that situation, you ain't ruining shit but yourself. Because take him. Like, <laughs> I mean, you, ruined, somebody you could, could ruin a lot more. That. Didn't hurt you when your dad left for the secretary? No. It was the greatest thing that happened in my life up until that Any point. of your siblings? No, no. Didn't like, hurt your mom at all? We were, finally, you, we were finally safe. It's well, a different subject. That's a different subject, but exactly. you can hurt others yes. with it. Yes. I, You're not just hurting yourself, and I mean... Yeah. We have to say... I was going to say in a normal relationship, but what exact relationship is that healthy? Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, I... Eh, I don't know. I'm not the one to ask <laughs> about that. Yet? <laughs> we've, we've, we've moved on from that. That's a boundary. <laughs> I've created a new one. No, but... I get what you're saying, and it's one of those things where I really feel like you have to find that peace within yourself, that love within yourself, that whole love, you gotta love yourself before you can love someone else who knew that shit was true. Okay, RuPaul. Right? And you know what's the shitty part, is we can all think about the time, like, okay, you know, well, you know, I, I, I didn't leave that relationship quick enough. You know, I was trying to find a relationship before I went to another relationship. Or, like, you know. I, I've never thought that way, though. I'm sorry. You don't like, think it in the moment, but you've, we, no, you've no, never, never done it. Never. No, never, never. 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 I need time to be alone. I'm always like, fuck that guy. and yeah. probably fuck the next three. Like, well, I'm very much like, no. It's time. Yeah, I need well, to be I'll alone. Well, I'll help myself on that. I've been there before. I've never, Because ever, you're in a relationship you don't want to be in anymore, but you're scared to be alone. See, I've no. never been in that situation either. I have truly, so maybe madly... maybe that's more of a man thing then. I don't like, know if it's a man thing or I don't know. I think it. it's maybe different kinds of trauma. <laughs> or yeah. different kinds of people, everything. And it's not a judgment thing, but I have never been that way because... Mm-hmm. I have truly, madly, deeply been in love with people, and they did that shit to me. And it was not a, I mean, trust me, it broke my heart, you know, but I was like, it ain't gonna kill me. And it's, I will make sure that this is the best thing that ever happened to me because it's a gift. I'd rather know the truth than not know. But I've also been on the other side where, like, I'd rather be alone. Where they're the, where you're the person that's like being told, like, It'll be okay. I just want to be with you. I just need to be in a place where like, I got to watch for my kids or I got to, you know, make sure I get through the divorce. No. Or, no. Oh, no. We're not going to no. be in that situation no. either. We're not in that. I've never been so in that situation either. I need to be your right? one. No. <laughs> here's, here's what I, if I not told you this a million times, when a man truly loves you, I mean truly loves you, he will walk through fire <laughs> to be with that woman. There is no, it's not the right time. There is no excuse whatsoever. I will do anything to be with that woman. But that's and the I'm thing. Sorry, you could be that man. But I, that's what I'm looking for. But you could be that man with a woman who's not, who's got one foot in another relationship. Then that's not the right woman for you. Yeah, but that man's in love. And he's, he's walking through to, fire. He's addicted to. And he's walking to, through fire. He's putting up with all that thing. shit. You are addicted to the pain. But he's, a, he's putting up with all that something. shit because he's trying no, to he's prove. Not, no, no, no. Yeah, so you're trying to prove something to yourself like you're worthy or something. Why are you picking someone like that? Mm-hmm. Well, because Disney and all that shit tells us that that's what's supposed to happen. Okay, I don't oh. remember no Disney prisons being with two fucking guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, Daddy sh- issues, yes. Mommy, you know, issues, yes. I love you, but um, go fight this dragon. Stalker is going to be the love of your life. Someone kissing you in your sleep without your permission. Okay, I really these love- are real Disney stories. I, but- I, I really, I really love you, but like, you got to go fight that dragon to to, to claim my love. But you're like, you may die, and if you like die, I'm not really. I don't remember um, that one either. That's in um, what's that one? Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Bitch was asleep. It wasn't her. That, that's, that's a lot going on. That had nothing to do with that. Well, she I, didn't I, say I, you need to go fight this dragon. I was thinking about Shrek. Like, Shrek? Yeah. Let's, let's think of Snow oh, White. Oh, she would have went out and did that herself. Fiona? Let's, let's think she of... was sleeping in the shower. No, she was expecting Prince Charming to come save her in the very beginning did of the movie. she know Prince Charming was gay. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Yeah. It's a like, modern love tale. Let's, let's, anyway. let's, let's take go Snow White. Let's take Snow White. Let's Let's unpack Snow White for a minute. Like, this guy loves her, but he knows she's got seven dude roommates thinking ain't nothing happening with hey, her seven dude hey, roommates. Hey, hey, 
you can have roommates and they can be like brothers or sisters. It does not mean anybody's doing anything. That's your trauma yet again. Anyway. <laughs> We're getting a little personal right now. <laughs> no, but... She over here living with seven dudes. That's a red flag. First of all. I, I, well, you can, only, you can only be with the same sex. I think it's a red flag that you think it's a red flag. I do too. Okay. Well, there's a, there's the one that's always pining. Bashful. Okay, that doesn't mean that she's going to sleep with him. Are you attracted to those dwarves? Is Do it... you like to be a cuckolded? Is no, that what we're thinking all, about? No, first of all, we're going, like, first of all, we went to midget sex over to, over to cuckolding, okay? If what we could just, like, if we where, could, like, take uh, two steps back off of Pornhub for a second. Where a man likes to watch um, another man have sex with his wife. Oh. That, I feel like, I feel like that's how police get involved if, if one thing happens a little too south. Like, things go a little too sideways. <laughs> that could be an episode of Cops real quick. Okay. Anyway. That would be another. I feel like we need to put a pin in this conversation. <laughs> Mainly because the time's about to run out on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be 20 minutes. Yeah, here we, are. here we are 50 minutes later. Trying to explore Disney stories. Okay. Yeah, anyway. So, um, I think we should wrap this one up. <laughs> what was the topic? Um, how we get stuck in relationships and how we keep repeating the same cycle over and over right. again. Check yourself. Check your motherfucking self. That is what it is. Anyway. No? It's fine with me. Okay. Well, we love you. We love you, too. Don't <laughs> chalk that shit up that. No. It's, no. What? Set realistic and honest expectations for yourself. Hold yourself to them. And don't settle. There's the big thing. Don't, don't settle. settle. That is the big thing. That's how thing you keep out of the relationships that you shouldn't, that be, you in. shouldn't be in. And the cycle continues. You continue to settle. Yes. Don't settle. Because it could be that next person right around the corner. Yeah. Realistic settling, though. Like, nothing, nothing too aggravating than, like, oh, he was too nice to me. Oh, Lord, here we go again. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? We have repeatedly said sometimes nice is really Just nice. Just nice. Nice. It's like, oh, they were so nice. Like, it's a good thing. But that's what this I'm talking about, realistic concept, Yeah, but this whole concept that nice guys finish last, that no woman wants a nice guy, that is a lie. That, I don't know how that got started. By bad boys? I don't know. But that is not true. Women love nice men. We love good men. We love faithful men. We love honest men. We do. You know? I'm like, that is the truth. But sometimes your own hangups can get in the way of appreciating it. No, I don't believe that. Uh, yes, I would agree that sometimes your trauma and hang-ups get in the way of you accepting the love that you deserve. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it could just not be the person. Just because they're a nice person doesn't mean that yeah, yeah, no, they're I the know. one for you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Any hoozle. <laughs> I hope this was some help to you, or at least entertaining. Yes. To be continued. Leave a comment. <laughs> what are some hang-ups that you've had? Right? <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. We love you. Have a beautiful, wonderful day. Okay, bye. 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 bye.